Hey everybody, this is Ryan from My Fishing Cape Cod, and I just wanted to let you know that this podcast was originally published for members of My Fishing Cape Cod on April 22nd, 2021. Supporting members of MyFishingCapeCod.com get instant access to our weekly podcasts and fishing reports. So if you're interested in getting the latest information, please visit MyFishingCapeCod.com slash podcasts and join us as a member. It'd be great to have you on board for the 2021 season. Welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. The My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is your local source for the latest news and information on fishing Cape Cod. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast here from MyFishingCapeCod.com. I'm your host, Kevin Collins, back with you for another exciting edition of the podcast here in 2021. And for those of you that have been following along this season, we've been mixing up our podcasts between the fishing report type format and our interview type format. And for this podcast, we're going to stick with our original fishing report type layout. And we're going to have a roundtable of guest experts join me here on the show to provide you with the latest and greatest info of what's going on in the waters around Cape Cod here as we approach late April. Want to take a moment off the top of the show to wish everybody a happy Earth Day. It's April 22nd as I'm recording this, and the show will probably come out tomorrow on Friday the 23rd. But important for everyone to take a moment to appreciate how great we have it here on Cape Cod and do a little something today and every day to preserve this great ecosystem that we're so privileged to be a part of. So let's get right into the content on today's program by welcoming in our first guest. Well, as usual, our first guest on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. Ryan, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well today, Kevin. Pretty brisk out today. Pretty windy. Yeah, the weather changed. We had some kind of 65 to 70 degree temperatures and we had a front move through and feels like winter might be back for a day or two, but I understand before it got real cold today, you've been out doing some freshwater fishing? Yeah, I really had a chance to do a lot of fishing since we spoke last, which is nice. You know, for the past few months, most of my time was spent behind the computer, getting the website ready, getting the TV show ready. But now that it's spring and we're getting these nice days, thankfully I've been able to get out quite a bit. And it began back on April 14th. I headed down to beautiful outer Cape Cod for a freshwater fishing trip with Ian McPartland of the Goose Hummock. I don't know if you've met Ian yet. Have you, Kevin? No, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him yet. Gotcha. Well, he's a big freshwater guy down there at the Goose. He does a lot of saltwater fishing, too, but he's been hitting the ponds like three or four times a week, kind of like Danny Jones. He, he does a lot of uh, freshwater fishing as well down there at the Goose. But, again, we... Uh, we were fishing for trout, and I learned a few things back on April 14th. The first was, it seems the further you get down Cape, the quieter the ponds are. Um, as far as people are concerned, we enjoyed some really nice scenery and hearing the birds and basically all the springtime sounds of the forest. A lot of the ponds here on Cape Cod were blessed that the shoreline is wooded along quite a few of the ponds. There's plenty of ponds that have houses, and that's cool too, but a lot of them, the forest comes right down to the pond. And just that, 
shoreline habitat that goes around the circumference of the pond is very unique. So it's just something to keep in mind when you're out there. And I know when I walk around the circumference of the ponds, I'm trying to not tramp the vegetation as much as I can. I'm, I'm trying to watch my step because that shoreline habitat is so unique, for lack of a better term. But to get to the fishing part, another reason why it was an interesting trip with Ian was later in the evening, the surface of the pond got so calm that all the midge flies were coming down and landing on the surface. And we had trout rising and eating the midge flies, but they were very, very finicky. We were casting spinning lures, and I tried the Joe's Fly inline spinner. I tried the Thomas Boyant spoon. I tried a little jerkbait. And the only bite we got was on a Baker's JLD jerkbait. It was a nice brook trout that Ian caught. So on that particular day, and I've seen this happen before with the stock trout in the Cape's ponds, they were very, very finicky. But then on like another day, you could catch, I've heard of people this year catching upwards of 80 trout in one day, like when the pond is on fire. So just a really unique observation there, how sometimes the pond is on fire, but other times I think they're maybe eating little insects and they're very, very finicky and difficult to catch. Well, Ryan, you mentioned Danny Jones a moment ago from the Goose Hummock, and I understand you get a chance to get out and do some fishing with Danny as well, right? I did. So a few days after fishing with Ian, back on April 19th, I met up with Dan Jones, and he's the manager of the Goose. I'm sure a lot of the listeners have met Dan before. And I met up with Dan's friend, Rich. And Dan and Rich were in a little John boat together, and I was in my kayak, and again, we were fishing a pond down on the Outer Cape, and we were hoping to do some filming and catch some trout on film, which we did. And just to talk about the technique that I learned from these two guys who have been trout fishing a lot longer than I have, they trolled along the circumference of the pond in about 8 to 15 feet of water. A lot of the ponds here on the Cape, they were created by glaciers thousands of years ago, so they just plummet down in the middle some of them are 60 80 feet deep so a good tip i learned from those guys was you know the trout can be out in that deeper water but your odds are better when you're going more along the circumference of the pond a lot of times especially in the evening what i witnessed over the last seven to ten days is the trout will push in pretty close to the shoreline in very shallow water it's just an easier feeding opportunity, I think, for them in that shallow water as opposed to chasing bait out deep. So another thing I learned from these guys is that the smallmouth bass are starting to come up on their beds. We found a couple beds when I was fishing on the 19th, and we hooked a smallmouth that was a real monster. must have been like four to six pounds. And we lost them next to the boat, or Rich lost them next to his little John boat. But, man, that thing, I thought he was stuck on the bottom compared to the trout that we were catching. The smallmouth pulled like crazy. But basically for lures, the most effective lures on this trip were the Baker jerkbaits. And I know a lot of people on MFCC and on Instagram and everywhere are using these Baker jerkbaits. And the goose has a bunch of them. And they work well for slow trolling from the kayak or the john boat. 
and they also work well casting. And on the 19th, once again in the evening, the, the calm or the, the pond got super calm, but I didn't notice as many midge flies coming down and landing on the surface of the pond. And I ended up catching more trout. So maybe on that particular evening, they were chasing minnows and other bait, and they weren't feeding on the flies. Because I caught a really nice brown trout that evening, again on the jerk bait. I got a brook trout, a rainbow, and I even caught a little white perch. And we were miles from the ocean, but the pond we were fishing has herring coming into it, and there's white perch that will come in from the ocean as well. And I'm not the only one who's caught white perch recently on MFCC. I know Sean Lawrence has had some luck, and some other guys have had some luck fishing estuaries and ponds that are connected to the ocean. So that was a really cool night. I got some cool footage, and maybe I'll make a TV episode out of it in the future. You had a chance to to grab a lot of cool footage over the past week or so filming trout underwater, and I think tomorrow you're going to try to get a little bit more maybe off Cape. Is that is that true? Yes, you've heard you heard correct. So this past week I got some really cool new underwater footage of trout chasing lures and I'll post that as soon as I can. But one thing I learned again is how long a school of trout will follow a lure. I got footage of a school of rainbows chasing a lure for about thirty seconds without biting until they eventually lost interest. And the one thing when I'm trolling the cameras is I can't do a lot of pausing and twitching because it ruins the footage. It's more or less a continuous troll. But I think if I was able to pause and twitch the lure, then I would be able to get those fish that are chasing it to actually commit and bite. So if you're not getting lots of bites on your retrieves when you're trout fishing, I think it definitely pays to experiment with pausing and twitching. I think that can help you get bites from finicky trout. And yes, tomorrow I'm going to head off Cape. In Massachusetts, there's quite a few ponds that have black crappies, but I'm not sure if there's any on Cape Cod that have black crappies. But we're going to give it a try. I'm going to go with MSCC member and my friend Jeff Coates. We're actually going to travel off Cape to some pond that he fishes that has these crappies. And maybe I can catch a few bring them home, and actually have another nice freshwater dinner. So that's uh, my plan for tomorrow. Checking out the website earlier in the week, Ryan, I understand you finally were able to splash the Miss Loretta with her new engine and take your friend Garrett on a canal cruise. Yep, and my dad, Jake, came along. And the water temperature back on April 15th when I did that in the canal was ranging between, I think, 44 and 46 degrees. We didn't find any mackerel off the east end. We didn't really look for them too much. But I'd imagine that within the next week, two weeks, there'll probably be some mackerel showing up and probably some schoolie stripers in the canal. But it was nice just to splash the boat that day. And we got a new engine for this year, so things are looking good. Also keeping with the website theme, I've also been noticing a, kind of an abundance of new recipes going up over the winter and the early spring. Yeah, Lauren's been doing a good job keeping up with the blogging and adding some new seafood recipes. And over the past week or so, I know she added a Putanesca Chiapino, which was a smorgasbord of seafood and a nice red sauce. And it was really delicious. So 
if you're feeling creative and inspired to do some cooking, you can definitely check out that post, that recipe. I, I highly recommend it. And you also gave a post, uh, a little bit of a shout out blog post to the, the top catchers. Yes, this was something that is a little new. I like to highlight some of the people who have been sharing some interesting catches in the, in the forum. And this past week, we highlighted Brandon McCurley, Steve Madden, Chris White, Mike Marcus, Amos Putnam, Jack Collins, Anthony Bisa, Tim Mugarini, Gene Dorney, and Dan Zunino. And these guys were just sharing some nice reports and some nice photos of fish that they've caught recently inside the forum and over on Instagram with us. So we featured them in a blog post, which you can check out right now if you're on the website. And just to add a little more fun to it, I put all their names into a hat. And I did a little drawing yesterday for a hat, a gator, and a $25 gift card to the Goose Hummock. So it's just a kind of a cool little bonus. If you're posting in the forum, stay tuned because you might get featured in a blog post and you might have a chance of winning a little something. So just another cool way of kind of keeping things exciting, Kevin. Yeah, and speaking of winners, Ryan, we had two big giveaways over the past week. I know I spoke with Jack Collins, whose family runs Falmouth Family Charters, and they were giving away a charter trip. And we also had the little boat trip that you were nice enough to throw up there as a giveaway on the website. Have you done those drawings, and who are the winners? We have done those drawings for the little boat trip. The winner is John Fortin. And he was a member since 2018. And you can watch the drawing video if you go to the little boat thread in the forum. And then for the Falmouth Family Charter Trip, yesterday I just posted the drawing video in the forum. And the winner was Leslie Kalinowski. And she's been a member since 2018. So two people there who have been on board for three years now. I'm happy to see them win. You're not done giving stuff away. You've got some upcoming giveaways you want to talk about as well? Well, we got Jeffrey Radwick, who's a member of my fishing, Kate Codden. He actually won a spot on a tuna trip over the winter, and he messaged me wanting to kind of pay it forward. So he ended up buying a Tsunami Salt X 6000 that spooled up with 50-pound braid, and he bought an 11-foot Tsunami rod, perfect brand-new rod and reel setup for fishing the canal. And he wants to do a veterans giveaway with it. So at some point, probably in the next week to 10 days, I'll post this in the forum. And if you're a member of the service or if you're a veteran, then you can enter this giveaway and have a chance of winning a brand new rod and reel. And then we have a haddock giveaway. And this has got to be with Eddie Kay, who's a member. His username in the forum is Cousin Eddie. He's actually Bruno's cousin. And he has done some beautiful handmade haddock rigs. And I just got them in the mail the other day. They look like they're going to be killer. And I'm going to give some of those away. And I might even include a reel with that one. We'll see. So, yeah, that's two new giveaways for people to look forward to over the next 7 to 10 days. Yeah, and last but not least, Ryan, we spent a lot of time on freshwater. And I know that's where your energy has been focused. But what are you hearing about saltwater? I'm hearing that people are catching stripers holdover stripers. Haven't heard too much about any stripers with sea lice on them yet. These fish are coming from the backwaters, the back bays, the estuaries that are quite a ways away from where the inlet opens into the oceans. And they are getting them, I think, mostly just on lures. I haven't heard about anybody using bait, but um, 
Yeah, so if you're dying for stripers, I mean, you could give that a try. I think we'll probably get some fresh arrivals within the next week to two weeks here. Last year, I know people from MFCC started catching fresh fish in Buzzards Bay during the last week of April. Now, aside from that, Tautog, I would imagine right now they they got to be getting close here. When the water temp hits 50, you know it's go time for the Tautog. I'll probably be giving them a chance later in the month or the first week of May. Same goes for Scup and Squid, which maybe the guys later in the podcast will do a deep dive into squid fishing, so I don't want to steal their thunder. But by the end of this month, people will probably be catching squid down in Nantucket Sound. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for the report. It was very comprehensive and thorough as usual, and I look forward to catching up with you in the next week or so on the next podcast. Sounds good, Kevin. I'll talk to you in the next one. Well, next up on this edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good friend Phil Howarth, the proud owner of the Goose Hummock Shop down in Orleans. Phil, how are you on this beautiful day? Uh, it's a pretty cold Earth Day, to be fair, Kevin. It's been gorgeous the last few days. It's about 40 degrees today. I put my shorts on. I thought spring had arrived. Other than that, it's all good. We're busy. Um, a lot of customers in the store. Um, everybody's getting out fishing, having a great time. So, yeah, all is good. Well, I'm looking out over Cape Cod Bay, Phil. I'm in the sun up here in the southern part of Plymouth. Are you guys in the fog and in overcast down there? It looks like there's a big cloud bank over Cape Cod at the moment. Yeah, it's not so foggy. It's, it's overcast and the wind has swung around to the north. So, it's, yeah. yeah, we're feeling the, we're feeling the fact that spring fully isn't here yet right now for sure. Well, I know the Goose Hummock has been a very busy place. I've had the pleasure of coming down a couple times to, to stock up this spring. We're open 9 till 5.30 at the moment. We're going to be, well, May 1, we will move to 8 till 6 schedule for our summer hours. I've been in a, a couple of times, and it seems like the shop is just constantly churning. Have you guys had a lot of influx of, of freshwater guys in there so far this spring going after trout and other things? Yeah, we, we with a, obviously because we've got a lot more people on the Cape than traditionally this time of year. We made the decision. We brought a lot more fresh water in to help them get out there. So we've brought huge quantities of fresh water in and, you know, um, very grateful for the fact that we've had an awful lot of people coming in, gearing out, just to trying to get outside. Just met a lovely family in the shop. Um, Danny's helping them out because they've been out three times and they haven't caught yet. So we're just trying to help them get them on the fish. But typifies families that are here over spring break and things now they're just desperate to get out and do something danny's and, yeah. a great resource i know he was out fishing with ryan not long ago and they had some great luck with the trout yeah they were filming for the, for the tv show and they it wasn't i think it was, when was it wednesday they went out they killed it they had a great time so it's coming on the right day it's fishing really well now as well and another thing that must be humming pretty good too phil is the marine service provider section of the goose hummock I'm, I'm imagining as you said with all these people down cape a little bit earlier and some people that just didn't leave due to covid and, and kind of wintered down the cape in their seasonal residence i'm imagining people are anxious to get their boats in the water yeah yeah uh, we and you know, every other marine shop on cape cod is absolutely cranking right now um you know we're maxed out we've got the docks going in next week we just uh, spring service has been a big thing um, we've been we've been really going heavy with that. We've also been repowering. Um, we've been very busy in that section, albeit engines are incredibly difficult to get hold of right now. As our new boats, you know, we've got we've got two boats left on our entire lot now. 
Wow. So, so people people are buying for the spring. A gentleman looking at one of those boats today, another one would be looking at it on another boat on Saturday. So we run the risk of by the end of the weekend having no boats for sale. So yeah, we're busy down there. It's really good. And I've got one of my techs out at the moment. Garrett's down in Georgia at the Yamaha school doing Yamaha training and Nick's going down there tomorrow. So now we're a Yamaha service center and just refreshing the guys on their Yamaha skills to complement their uh, Suzuki skills in the marine shop. And Phil, I know that a lot of focus has been, you know, spent on the freshwater fishery and all the different kettle pond opportunities here in the spring on Cape Cod, but we're starting to get to that time in late April, early May, where you start seeing some migratory stripers show up. I know I'm hearing reports of them down in Rhode Island, so it won't be long before we start seeing those fish kind of show up. Are you guys stocking up for striper and saltwater season as well? Oh, yeah. We're, we're processing about three to 5,000 items in inventory a day right wow. now. That's how much stuff we're processing through the shop. So we're, we're going at it. And, and yes, we, we and everybody else has striped bass fever. So, yeah, we, we are um, anxiously awaiting it. One of our guys... Um, Ian Moneybags McPhee was out the other night. He was down somewhere in Bass River and he was getting stripers, albeit none of them had lice on, but it's it's really interesting. The holdovers are getting very active. I've heard of fishing Falmouth. I've heard of fish, yeah, onesie, twosie scouts on the south shore. So it's all coming real quick. And I think, yeah, the next few weeks, certainly it's going to erupt into uh, the schoolie season, which is going to be great fun. We can't wait. Traditional kickoff of the year, Kevin, it really is. And, Phil, you talked about all this inventory that you've got coming in. The guys must be out of their minds trying to unpack it all, get it up on the shelves, get it into storage. How's the staff holding up down there uh, among the deluge of customers and all this new stuff you've got coming in? Yeah, we're, we're doing great. The guys are in good spirits because they love what they do. You know, we're all fanatical fishermen, and, and what we're having a wonderful time doing now outside of our existing customers is, you know, we're, we're introducing and teaching a lot of people about fishing, which is great. So that's when my guys really get a buzz out is just, you know, just helping people who are a little bit more inexperienced and help them guide them on their journey. Uh, that said, you know, we are recruiting. So, we're, you know, we're looking for people. We're looking for an offshore tuna lead. We're looking for register and clothing people. We're looking for general sales assistants. So, Anybody who's listening to the podcast, if you're looking for part-time, full-time summer work, um, we, you know we, we pay the going rate, if not better. We have great benefits, and we're a really fun environment to work at. So, very grateful. For anybody interested, just you know, feel reach out, phone the store, reach out to us, and we'll happily talk to you about you. Yeah, and, and the best—the best way, Phil, for folks to do that if they're listening to. The podcast here is to either phone phone the store and maybe ask for yourself or just pop in the shop, right? Exactly, yeah. Either of those is fine. They'll find me um, and, and just you know, make sure they leave a name and number, and I guarantee them to phone back. You know, we'll happily talk to them. But, yeah, it's a good, fun place to work. It's going to be a you know, hell of a summer. We've, we've, we've gone heavy. We have a hell of a lot of inventory. Uh, we've still got some of our vendors. Fishing reels is still a little bit interesting. Um, you know, Shimano is a bit behind. I've got a big delivery of Shimano coming. So I've got a lot of people waiting for Saragossas and waiting for Tiagras right now, but I'm assured that I'll have some by the end of the month. So that's busy. And, you know, our rod and reel repair where the amount of people who are, who are charging and saying, you oh, know, I need my top shots doing for my tuna reels. I need them now. And so 
can't fish till June, guys. You know, so everybody's so keen to get going, which is really cool. So there's a general buzz and excitement about the whole place right now, which is really cool. What's the outlook for you as we get into late spring, early summer? I'm hoping you can get some time away from the store to actually do some fishing yourself. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> happen much last year, but I bought a new boat, so I've got, you know, Yoshi 3 is uh, in the build. I'm down in Florida next week, so everybody's going to be seeing a very new, very special boat from with Team Goose on it this year, so very much looking forward to actually getting out of the tuna downs and fishing, but but obviously, yeah, just generally, I didn't do any sea bass fishing or anything like that last year because we were too busy in the shop. So looking forward to kind of practicing what we preach this year, wherever possible. All right, Phil. Well, the next time we visit, I hope I can hear some firsthand fishing experience from you and we force you to get out in the water this year. Yeah, hey, I look forward to it. Yeah, you can happily be my excuse, Kevin. That'd be fine. All right, well, thank you so much for carving out some time to join us here on the podcast. Again, Phil Howarth from down at the Goose Hummock in Orleans. Phil, thanks so much for your time, and we look forward to catching up with you throughout the podcast season here in 2021. Yeah, I look forward to it. Speak to you soon, mate. Thank you. Well, next up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. And, Bruno, I understand for once you're not down slaving away at the dealership you're in a much better place my man yes i am poolside in florida and i got a, another week left before i come back up to uh, a beautiful 60 degree cape cod and i know you're still very very plugged into the fishing community up here even when you're away so let's dive right into it what are you hearing about water temperature and what's been going on in the waters off cape cod looks like the bay side is at 46 degrees um, but the sound side has hit 49 officially. So I think we're probably going to see uh, 50 degrees at some point next week. And, you know, 50 is the magic number. That's when that's when we start seeing our uh, local species come in shore uh, for us to start the season up. Bruno, what have you been hearing about haddock? I know that's something that you're passionate about. It's one of the early, you know, arrivals here in the spring. You're hearing about guys trying for haddock, having any luck? Yeah, actually, there's there's a lot of haddock being taken right now up at Stellwagen. Um, sounds, from what I'm hearing, over at the guys at Riverview Bait and Tackle and Yamat, they're telling me that they're seeing guys taking haddock in 60 feet of water up at Stellwagen, and, um, and and plenty of them. So if you're if you're looking for stell if you're looking for haddock, get up to the bank just got to pick your days because I think it's going to be blown pretty hard this week. Although Saturday looks like you might have a slim opportunity. And Bruno, while we're talking about Haddock, uh, I know you mentioned about 60 feet of water out on Stellwagen Bank. I know your cousin, Eddie Kay, he goes by in the MFCC member forum. Cousin Eddie, as we like to call him. I know he's been gracious and generous enough to put up some of his custom-made Haddock rigs up as a prize on the website. Just wanted to give you a second to talk about some of those rigs and how they fish. When Eddie decided to go ahead and start that tackle business, my only concern was that it's it's the same rigs we use for our bottom fishing, especially east of Chatham. And I mean, I wasn't sure if we wanted to let our secret out into the whole world, but uh, Eddie decided it was good to share. And at the end of the day, there's plenty of fish in the sea. But We've been using those rigs for years and years and years from my 
my uncle's times. And uh, Eddie ties all those by, by hand. And they're not, you know, uh, cheap hardware either. He uses all good quality WMC uh, hooks and, and swivels. And they, they fish great. They're proven. We've used them for years, so we know they work. And uh, they're quality made. And what's nice is when you're out there, you just pull it out of a packet, throw it on a swivel, and you're ready to go. You don't have to sit there and hand tie it all from scratch. And Bruno, I know some other species that you know we're passionate about to tog, and I know that there's going to be some guys out there wanting to poke around for squid coming up here. Do you think with that water temperature up around 49, we're getting kind of on the border where you might start seeing some of that stuff filter through? You know, I was out um, right before I came down to Florida. I was out there last week. Uh, I just put my boat in the water. So I took it out for a test ride, and um, I, I threw some squid jigs down, but they, I still still too early. I didn't see any life down there. Um, I suspect that once we see 50 degrees uh, next week, I think we have a full moon on Tuesday. Um, so I, I suspect that next week you're going to start hearing people catching squid left and right. If not, then definitely the week after. Um, and and when you go for squid, guys, you want to try to stick with the smaller squid jigs. I know that um, your Zuri makes probably the best ones. That's the ones I use. The smaller, the better. Um, try not to go too big on those squid squid jigs because um, they they from what I've seen from years past, smaller ones always work best. And it's either green or pink. Those are the two hottest colors. Although green usually works better for me. Um, so that's my little tip on the on the squid. And um, as far as the tatag goes, well, guys are already getting tatag out in um, Buzz's Bay from what I'm hearing. Um, so it, I think tatag in the sound is definitely going to be on next week when we start seeing that 50-degree weather. And the best the best way to do that is just anchor up on any kind of rock pile and try to anchor up so you're right on top of that rock pile. Your your best um, your best tide is the um, outgoing tide because as the warm rivers of the south side of Cape Cod dump into the sound, it's going to warm up the water temperature one to two degrees, and that's when tatogs love to bite. They love having a strong um, water flow, and they love to see that warm water flush out of the estuaries of the south side of the Cape. And just grab yourself a bucket of green crabs and and uh, have yourself some fun. If you don't get a bite in two to five minutes, pick up your anchor and try a different pile of rocks and just keep moving around until you find them. Yeah, that's a great way to fish, Bruno, and to tog our mighty fine eating, if I do say so myself. Bruno, another thing I wanted to ask you about, I know we're still early, but the striper fishing, I'd be remiss if I didn't at least touch on it with you. I haven't heard too many reports of folks getting schoolies or, or locating schoolies. Have you heard anything? I have. They're catching schoolies with sea light in Narragansett in Rhode Island, so... If they're there already, then I'm going to expect those guys to start hitting our waters first week of May. That's what, I'm, that's what I think is going to happen. You're going to start seeing them that 
first and second week of May, if they're already in Narragansett, you know. They're smaller schoolies. They're the yep. first ones to show up. But when you, when you see them with um, the sea lights on them, you know they're fresh. And last but not least, I just wanted to ask you about what's going on at the dealership. I know you've been spending a lot of time in Florida. How's the place holding up without you? You know, one of the hardest things that uh, dealerships are facing in today's market is inventory. There's just no inventory available due to, you know, pandemic shutdowns and chip shortages globally and factory shutdowns. And it's, it's just really become difficult for people to go into a dealership and find some sort of, you know, variety. And we've really done a great job to make sure our inventory levels are at the highest possible capacity. It, it, we, we have not changed. We still keep the same amount of trucks in that front line as we did before all this happened. So if you're looking for a good selection of pickup trucks, there is no one on Cape Cod or possibly off Cape Cod that's going to have a $25,000, pickup truck still on the warranty and have 20, 30 of them available for you to choose from. Bruno, thanks so much for taking the time to join us while you're on vacation. I know the members really, really appreciate your insight and intel and you giving us some of your time while you're away with your family. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your trip. Travel safe back up here to Cape Cod and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Kevin. Thank you for the call. See you guys out there in tight lines. A big thanks to Bruno Demir for checking in with us here on the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast while he's on his spring vacation with his beautiful family down in Florida. Really shows you the dedication Bruno has to not just fishing, but to our little community here at My Fishing Cape Cod. So really appreciate hearing from him and a little bit jealous of Bruno as he's down there in 85 degree temperatures while we're up here shivering in this spring cold snap that we've just snapped right into here late in the week but that's going to put the wraps on this week's edition of the my fishing cape cod podcast i want to thank all of our guests that took time out of their week to join us here on the show starting with mfcc founder and creator ryan collins phil howarth the owner of the goose hummock down in orleans and last but not least bruno demir from cape and islands mitsubishi really hope you enjoyed the show And I want to encourage everybody to continue to leave us feedback and suggestions for how we can continue to grow and improve the podcast. I encourage you to leave a review or a comment, whether it be on the My Fishing Cape Cod website itself, or if you're listening to us on iTunes or YouTube or any of the other various podcast platforms where the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast can be consumed, Please leave a comment. We really appreciate everybody taking the time out of their weeks to not only listen to the podcast, but give us suggestions on potentially some new guests or topic ideas. So thanks to all of you for your continued listenership. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. This is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off. And until we chat again, tight lines and take care. Thanks for tuning in to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. For the latest local news, information, and fishing reports, be sure to log on to MyFishingCapeCod.com. From all of us at MyFishingCapeCod, tight lines and take care.